Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the news commentary podcast where the boys and I crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your publican, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar are my good mates, Tom and Dan. Boys, how are we going today? We're actually in person. This is a nice little surprise, isn't it? Oh, it's a good old jolly time. It's, it's good been, old jolly time indeed. Yeah, yeah it's been it's been quite refreshing to catch up and actually see you guys face to face once. Yeah, it so, has. It has. Yeah, we've been playing some Mario Strikers. We've been playing some Smash Brothers. Been drinking some beers. Drinking some beers. Drinking some beers. Drinking some beers. What, what beers are we drinking, boys? You, you wouldn't bloody believe it with a show like this. Mm. We're on the Furfy Crisps. Yeah, not too bad. Either. It's oh. an easy drinking lager, according to the label. I can't actually open mine. Oh, fuck, it's a bit oh. tough. I must have girl hands today. Nah, <sighs> nah, nah. It's, you know oh, what? This is far oh. removed from any of Dan's specialty beers. <laughs> mm. Unfortunately, I still haven't found the chicken salt ghosts, but I am eagerly hunting. So this is just a pretty standard beard in the, the Furfy Crisp. How would you rate this one compared to your chicken salts and your your mango meringues and <laughs> whatever you put in a beer? Probably. Uh, I, gotta be, I, I prefer the normal Furfy. You do? Yeah. The Himalayan goat milk stout. <laughs> I, I do quite love the Himalayan goat milk stout. Um, uh, my recent purchases were a Don't Make Me Run, I'm Full of Chocolate Stout. Don't make me run. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and a choc peanut butter milkshake stout. So. Oh, damn. So on the, on the winter chocolate stouts, apparently. On the fluffernutters. It sounds good, but I just want a, a chocolate milkshake. I wouldn't want it with a stout. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the only way I would drink a stout, to be honest, because I wouldn't have one normally. Mm. No, nah, I love a good stout. Yeah, I like one here and there, but... I know, like, boys at the pub, they'll go down there and just, like, smash, like, ten of them. It's like, what is your guts like? Yeah. It's full of stout. You do, you do a pee, it's just, like, a solid shit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like passing a kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's outrageous. It is absolutely, absolutely outrageous. outrageous. Mm. <laughs> so, boys, I was down at the supermarket <laughs> the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's so true like um, Tom shared a, a meme with us on Facebook just like all podcasts is just making up the most bullshit stories <laughs> oh like, shit <laughs> that is 100% our silly little show here isn't it yeah, yeah. Yep. oh that sucks <laughs> oh shit bro <laughs> yeah uh, just talking about uh, your experience with the checkout chick or whatever yeah, yeah well was that the, at the supermarket this checkout chick she tried she overcharged me two dollars oh no that's shit bro that, just, that's just it's just not on. I had to take it all the way up to the manager. That sucks, man. Yeah, oh, that I hate sucks. when that happens. Oh, that sucks. That's just like, I don't know what could be worse than that, mate. <laughs> I, this is the greatest injustice in the history of injustices maybe ever. I'm gonna ever. I'm str- strongly worded letter to their manager. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll definitely get pen and paper for that one, mate. That is a, a definite uh, just no-go as far as uh, customer service <laughs> goes, all right? Give them a handwritten, sternly worded letter that they won't even be able to read from me. Did you ask for their company email? Because I'd go to HR. <laughs> Oh, hello, HR. Yes, I want this lady fired. Mm. No, no, it's definitely how it is. Look, if, if they got a, like you said, if they got a handwritten letter from you, they'll be like, who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> Can't read a bloody thing. It's like, um, <laughs> it's like a five year old's chicken scratch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I'm, I'm an awful, uh, my handwriting's awful as well. So, 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 and, I, I, and I he's can... saying he's can't even read it. So, yeah. I, I have old man writing. 
It's just everything's block letters. Because that way... <laughs> That's what my dad does. That's what my dad does. <laughs> it's, it's a rite of passage upon becoming a dad. That's right. Maybe, oh. maybe your handwriting's beginning to transform, Drew. Well, the thing is, I don't know how much handwriting I've been doing since I've been a dad. Yeah, that's true. You know, we got computers and uh, iPads and all this stuff. I, if I go to right now, I just go my just real not neat cursive writing. So it's like it's just it's all gone. It's as, all block letters. As long as you don't start doing the old one finger typing on the phone, I think you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the problem with uh, doing block letters for every single word. There's too many e's, and they're so <laughs> awkward to do as a capital letter. That's true. That's you got to like lines. Yeah, you got to like it's a take lot of lines. It's at least four lines. Mm. Because, like, just comparing a capital E to a lowercase E, it's just a bit of a loop and you fucking keep going around. Yeah. Give it a bit of a tail, you know, but... And then, and then you've got F just completely trying to... It's trying oh. to be an E, but it's just not quite there. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Just these, these letters of the alphabet, who do they think they are? I don't know, Dan. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> At least on my keyboard, I like it when I type the word Pokemon. You hold an E and it does a little oh. dash above the E. It's not quite an umlaut, but... It's very satisfying. Something mm. like that. I don't, what, what is the technical term for that? I don't know. Let's find out. Because I know that, that there's certain uh, Norwegian, Icelandic, that, that part of the world. Oh, shit, no. Yeah. The, the dots over the U's are called umlauts. Okay, yep. But I'm not sure what the term is for the signs above. Yeah. Well, I just know it's above the E. It because is called an Igor. An Igor. Okay. Accent Igor. There you go. Do you ever use it unless you're... Typing the word Pokemon? I can't say that I would. That's just how much we write. <laughs> We're uh, talking about Pokemon. There's that O with the slash through it, which is pronounced like ah. Uh. What about Entree? Entree's got the same thing, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm thinking. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, I also don't know. I don't think so. We probably I, see the word written here without mm, it, and mm, a la carte mm. is another one. It, it, cooking terms. It, it so does It does yep. have the igu on the second to last e, which would oh. be the second e in the word. And okay. A la carte, I think, is the same thing. I think it is. I'll, I'll also take the take the word from the man who used to work in restaurants. <laughs> I, will, I will take it from that man <laughs> as well, I think. Nah. It's just something that we write in Australia without... As we should, as we should. We don't, we don't, don't need no igus. That's right. Because like, um, when I'm typing on Mac, I hold in the e and it comes up with all the different e's you can do. But when I do it on Windows, it just goes e. -E 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 -E. (laughs) I'm like, I, I wouldn't know how to do it if I was typing on Microsoft Word. I believe it's satisfying. I I believe Mm. it's a right click. A right click is it? I believe so. But I would also just not bother if I was trying to write it. Yeah, well, fair (laughs) enough. Gatesy, get on. Gatesy, get on it, man. Stevie Ballmer, you know what to do. Fix it for us. Yeah, Stevie B. He's the man in charge now. Yeah, giving Xbox a lot of money to spend. <laughs> you know, Phil Spencer, this is not your department, but we need you to fix it for us. He's like a dad with an allowance, isn't he? You go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spend up big. Really is. Like, here's, here's your 25 million for the weeks. Now, don't forget to do your chores. For a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we uh, buy Activision Blizzard? Yeah, I guess they're a bit cheap. You know, a bit. No, no, we've got Activision Blizzard at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've got we've got uh, shooting games. We got uh, Halo. We got we bought Bethesda. We got Doom. Oh, yeah. Doom Eternal. So, but I want something a bit tastier. I want bloody Call of Duty. I want that's it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Speak, speaking of Halo, have you guys seen the show that's come out recently? Absolutely not. I, I haven't, and my old man, apparently, he's been like, he's well invested in it. He's like, the first two episodes are great, everything else has been shit house. 
<laughs> and he's got no idea about video games or Halo or nothing. He, nothing. Yeah. Sales completely over his head. Yep. I think I think that's what it's for though, because a lot of a lot of the fans are like, "Why is Master Chief taking off his helmet? Why is Master Chief having sex? <laughs> you know, why, is, <laughs> why is Master Chief getting busy?" I love that though. It's just like from the from from the games where it's just like you know, there's there's a couple of rules in Halo. You know, you don't see Master Chief's face. It just keeps the mystery of who the man is. Yeah. And like, there's all this law stuff, but the second episode, helmets off. It's like, well, that's a bit a bit rough, but I guess they're doing their own thing. But then he's getting the whole kid off yeah. and just uh, just plowing someone. Just, just leaves the helmet on. It's a role reversal. I would love that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if the helmet was left on. I, hey, I, babe, the helmet stays on during sex. <laughs> we've gone from having Cortana as a sexy AI to whatever she is at the moment. What is she at the moment? I mean, a middle-aged. Not a sexy AI. AI. Not a sexy AI? I, I, oh, okay. I reckon likened to a Karen. Oh, a Karen. Ooh. Yeah. Well, mum's name Karen, so <laughs> a Karen with keys. Yeah, okay, a Karen, Karen with the middle-aged mum haircut, Commander Keys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, were you saying that you were watching it? Uh, no, I was just. I've heard. <laughs> I have not actually watched it because it's on Paramount Plus, and yeah. there's too many streaming services already. But so many plus. There, <laughs> there are also illegal ways away around these sorts oh, of things. You, you wouldn't be bloody bending an ear, would you, there, Dan? Would you are Pirate Bay. I would say in the seven seas from Rara GB, but not for Halo. I recently watched Prehistoric Planet, which is, I think I was talking about before, which is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Please go watch it. Mm. Is that with David Attenborough? It is with David Attenborough Mom, and yeah. scientifically accurate dinosaurs Ooh. and a Carnotaurus that fails its mate- mating dance. So is oh. Does that mean they all have feathers or Bloody. what's going on? Uh, the dinosaurs that should have feathers have feathers, and the dinosaurs that shouldn't do not. Okay, fair enough. Accurate. Yeah, no. Do T Rexes have feathers? Uh, the babies do. Oh, and they lose them. Uh, they have patchy feathers. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> they have. I believe they had some uh, around the back of their head and the top of their neck, but they do have scaly sk- skin, skin as an adult. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've passed Tom's scientific check. Yep, that lines up. I've been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what I've been watching each week. Been enjoying that. I watched the first two episodes and then I think I think I still haven't watched the fourth because I started the third one and it was like a night when it was just me and the boys at home. I was like, cuddle in boys, get on the couch, get your blankets, get your pillows. We're going to have a night in and watch some Star Wars with your old man. And I fell asleep about 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, Dad, wake up. Dad. Episode three was a good one. Mm. Mm. I've been enjoying it. I I enjoyed episode two. For me, that kind of ticked all the boxes, and I was like, "That's hopefully set the pace for the rest of the series." Didn't yeah. enjoy episode one though. Episode one was good, <laughs> but episode two gave me a little taste of everything that I wanted to see. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the end of episode three is really good. Episode four, it's just like it's really slow and it's okay. It's pretty short too. It's only half an hour. Whereas the other ones have been going for about forty minutes. I, I don't mind when they shorten things down, especially like when you say that it's a slower episode. It's like obviously they're trying to build lore, they're trying to do this, they're trying to do that, give you different angles and aspects on things. I'm fine with that as long as it's not like the hour and a half episode of just bullshit. Yeah, uh, looking at you, Stranger Things. <laughs> um, I haven't watched it. So each episode... No, I haven't actually. Uh, each episode of the later season is around the hour 20 mark. Oh, shit. And if they edited it properly... Could bring down to about the forty-five minute mark. There's so much stuff that they could just yeah, okay, that's adds good. nothing. Excessive, Eric, so, just movies. 
<laughs> at that point. Yeah. I I watched the entirety of season four, part one. Yep. And then recently I've been going back and I started at the first season. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of continuity errors here. There are so many. It's, it's very clear that they expected to only have the one season. They put everything into writing the one season. And then they were kind of like, oh, shit, we've blown up. We need to start writing more. And then it's just been a bit rushed. Apparently, there was an interview with the Doofer Duffer Brothers, however you pronounce their last name. and it was The like, Duff Beer Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Right on, dude. <laughs> um, and Netflix, I think, must have been at the end of season two. They're like, all right, we actually need to figure out what we're doing. And we want to sit you down and get we writers and figure out all the lore and all the backstory and this and that and the other. Because I know it's like loosely based off D&D here and there. And obviously it features pretty heavily in the first season. But it really just does seem like they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, and now they're just kind of at a point of like, oh shit, what are we doing now? How do we stretch this out? And then, like, it's still enjoyable to watch, but it's like a 7 out of 10. It's Yeah. There's so much more room to improve or like just like a second draft or something. It's enjoyable because you like the characters. And yeah. I just feel like there's so many storylines going on now. I only really mm. care about the the main, like the storyline in Hawkins. I don't yeah. give a shit what's happening in Russia. Yeah. It just sounds like uh, you're describing the last Star Wars trilogy pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a fair comparison, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, And there, there was just one meme that, I couldn't stop giggling after I saw there's a picture of the big bad from season four and then there's a picture of the Grinch. (laughs) It was like, I don't know about you, but Vecna's giving me Grinch vibes. I'm like, I legitimately thought that when I first saw him because it's like very clearly a guy in a bodysuit. but like really firmly packed out his tummy (laughs) and and titties and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can can see that. that How the Vecna stole Christmas. Yeah. I would watch that movie. Hell yeah. The Grinch is one of the best characters. I love the Grinch. Oh, so man. stupid. <laughs> he's, he's just so classic adult everyone. Yep. You know, you, yeah. get, you get to a point and you're just like, eh, I can't be fucked. That, well, I mean, that's how I feel. Do you feel a bit different with kids now though? You have to. You have to make the effort. You know, I don't know about you, but like there was a period there before I had kids. I moved out of home, living my best life. And I was like, I mean, oh, by presents for mum and dad and you know my sister and my brother and things like that but other than that i just can't be fucked with christmas yep mm. that's me it's my I, I haven't even had a tree for like the last five years that's right oh dan we got the grinch <laughs> with us right here <laughs> yeah it got stolen by me by jim by jim carrey in a fursuit <laughs> what are you saying max <laughs> hate 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 loathe hate maybe i'll be busy fine i won't go but now it's like the opposite side of that coin because you you remember back to how you were come christmas morning and it's like oh man this shit is is wild it's so exciting oh and you know you kind of you i try not to bow down to the pressures of everything else you know because there's a lot of other families that are probably a lot more well off than i and my partner are and it's like we'll do what we can we'll give them the best christmas we can and stop it there I'm so thankful there's like a big buffer on either side of Christmas where kids can play with their toys and not have to be judged about everything when they go back to school. Yeah. Because like, I'm doing what I can. And I'll get you what you want, maybe. Or I'll get you like the Etsy knockoff or <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. We, we have PlayStations at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But like, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy Christmas now. It's it's good to pass on that feeling and like see the excitement and the happiness in little Boris eyes. Yeah, I can't wait to give Lucas some presents. Yeah. Do you, do you think he'll understand what's happening at his first Christmas? No. Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Having met the man, not yet. <laughs> yeah. He's got a bit going on in his head, but, you know, not, not quite, not quite enough. No. Got quite a luscious mullet going on. Yeah. yeah. He, he just looks super aware. Like, he knows what's going on, but he can't talk. I imagine that to me. Like me getting hit by a car and just sitting there. Oh, and Jesus. What's going on, but I can't do or say anything. Yeah, that's awful. But I, I, mean, I hope that never happens to anyone. No, but I mean, it's just because he doesn't know words yet, obviously. Nah, we're just trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Kids are cool. It's like if, uh, if if you get um hit by a car and all you can do is eat your hands, <laughs> grab your toes. And shit myself. And Yeah. I mean, it's still a win. It's just the basic functions of life, though. At least you can do that. That's right. Eat, sleep, and shit. The basic functions of life. Somebody make that into a Steam game. <laughs> that was it good? No, I want someone to. Oh, it might be. Someone. It will be good when we make it. Oh, you're going to make it. Um, it won't. Well, not me, because then it won't be good. Oh shit! But as a team, all right. Dan's the writer. I'll be the coder, and you're on the art design. Oh, and then we are in for a treat. <laughs> and then are the three of us just combining on music. Please. Yeah, may as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the OST together. Yeah. Do 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 do. Only yeah, if, I can do that. Only if we call it like uh, Danby Tech or Danby Studios. <laughs> I, don't, I I guess I don't want to stake in it at all. <laughs> What's Danby? What does that mean? Well, Dan and Drewby, he gets he gets the first three letters because Drewell. He gets he gets Dan and I get B, and that's not even in my name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, should we just be Danwe? Treadnew. Danwe. Treadnew. Treadnew. All right. All right. Treadnew Productions. Treadnew Tech. <laughs> <laughs> tech. Uh, whenever brought, brought puts... to you by McRobert Industries. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> It's it's horrible. Burn it. Start again. <laughs> Mech Treadnew. Oh, damn. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now oh, anything oh, else shit. oh, shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, I'd back that. I'd back that on Kickstarter. I, I'd definitely back Mech Treadnew. Man, I, I wouldn't get anywhere near. See, I'm that. a tight ass. I wouldn't back much on Kickstarter. Well, I wouldn't back it because you'd be basically guaranteed to get zero return on investment. I'd front it. You'd <laughs> front the whole the whole thing. Yep. Oh, good. I put on a front. Put on a brave face. Yep. We're doing great, guys. We're doing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I drove down from Adelaide uh, today. Left Adelaide about ten thirty and got in about about two forty five ish. Um. So w- was hoping to have come down yesterday afternoon, but. Got the new tattoo done yesterday and left the studio at five five o'clock, so I wasn't going anywhere in a hurry. So. Actually, I haven't looked at it in person. It's fucking good. It's a nice tattoo, yeah. So it's Dan, healing quite, new, quite Dan, well as what well. is it? Explain to the audio listeners what's going um, on, so why you got it. Audio li- listeners who can't see it, um, it is a little band, five centimetre band around my arm of the Northern Lights. Ooh. So for the three people who are watching on camera. Put those guns away. I can't really twist my arm around the well to show the whole are the thing. Three but people watching on camera, just us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but got like it, it, got it done yesterday. Um, took about 
three and a half, four hours. That's pretty good. So that's quick work. Uh, there was a, so in this studio that I did it. It was it's like an old converted shed. It's, it sounds a lot oh, dodgier than it is. Yeah, a meth lab. Yeah, was it Mick, <laughs> Mick Treadray Industries? <laughs> it was. But uh, <laughs> there was a dude there getting like a massive like devil done like on his full chest and stomach. Oh, that's hot. And he was <laughs> uh, he was not in a good way because that those are some of the most painful parts to like between the ribs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and he was getting like. It's like this is like a six foot three man getting like his entire chest and stomach done. Was, Jesus Christ! Yeah, no thanks. Because do you no do you have any tattoos, Tom? <laughs> I've got three. Got three. Yeah, and they're all they're all small and they're all bad. Oh, but they're like they're meaningful. Like I got one for my brother who passed away. Um, it was like a, a an alteration of like a Tekken symbol. Mm. We used to play Tekken together a fair bit, and then I got uh, Mickey Mouse in my ribs. With my, my ex. Um, but that was kind of also like a tribute to him because his nickname was Mickey. And then I got one on the back of my arm that says home, which I, I love, but a lot of people said, does that say homo on the back of your arm? <laughs> yes, it does. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> no, it just means the tattoo studio couldn't spell homo. No. Um, <laughs> it's in like that. It's it's pretty classic like uh, baseball text. You know how they've got like the home and the way teams. Yeah. It says home and... I mean, I just love home. A, a good, a favorite artist of mine, like a musician, has got it on the back of his arm, but he got it covered over. So, but you know. it just means you're a true fan who was there from the beginning. That's right. I was right there from the <laughs> beginning, man. <laughs> yeah, I've got three. I don't have any tattoos. You're clean skin. I am. I'm a clean as skin, as my dad would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I definitely want to get more. I reckon tattoos are great. Good form of self-expression. Good form of self-expression. Good form of like personal art that you can take everywhere. That's right. Because yeah. whatever ones do you have on? I've just got the two on each of my arms. So there's one and now two. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, Dan. <laughs> so I just got my, for the audio listener, I've got my little mountain scene with pine trees on my right arm, on my forearm. And now I've got my little northern lights. So I've, that's the idea for the first one came for me when I was in Switzerland on, on the side of a mountain. Yodeling. And then now I've kind of got uh, my Northern Lights, which kind of is one of my other, was one of my other big trips that I took. Um, I always used to be quite indecisive. Like I never knew like, oh, I'd, would I still like this in two years time, in five years time? But mm-hmm. oh. but once you get your first one, it's like that they're quite literally growing on you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not necessarily growing, but like you kind of like you Love what you've got more and more, and then, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I would get that I would actually, yeah, like want to keep on me forever. I'm not sure. That, that's the thing. Until mm. you have your first one, it's you, you think about that a bit, and then you get your first one, and then oh, guys, you're going about this all wrong. I didn't think for a second about <laughs> any of mine. <laughs> you went there thinking like two months, just like should I get home on me, Homer away. I only, got, I only got that one because the person that I was with at the time was getting a tattoo and she's like, can you come with me? I was like, yeah. And she went in and then I was just sitting there and I got chatting to the other person like, oh yeah, we've got like our apprentice is free. Let's go. Like it's horrible. But I was like, yeah, let's go. I'll get a tattoo. And then I went plonk down next to my partner. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs> 
I was in and out well before she was. <laughs> You're like, yeah, man, I got one. So it's like yeah. just distorted and yeah. my arm's just hanging off. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go and get a tissue. I'm holding in a sneeze, something fierce. Oh, you right. boys have a discussion. Um, sneeze in my mouth. <laughs> I can if you want. Listeners, he'll go outside the room and sneeze and we'll still hear it clear as day with how loud this man sneezes. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be steamy. It's going to be phlegmy. So, Brother Dan. So, Brother Tom. What else have you got planned while you're down um, our neck of the woods? Uh, Well, I'm going back on Tuesday. So, I've got tonight, um, tomorrow, which we may or may not record again tomorrow if we're organized enough. So, that's still very much up in the air. Mate. I'm down. I'm down. I'm I'm quite literally down. I came down to record. That's right. Spend a little bit of quality time with the fam. Uh, hopefully, get get dinner or something tomorrow night, and then drive up, drive up, back up to work on on Tuesday, and then back to work on Wednesday. Nice. You're gonna tip some cows while you're down here because it's like a classic country thing to do. Oh, gotta tip over those cows. Just oh, mate. Run out in the field, just push them over. Fuck those cows. Just fuck those cows. You heard it here <laughs> first. Screw you, Devondale. <laughs> this is a Western Star district. That's right. Or Western Star or die. <laughs> uh, or sp- more specific, just fuck cows in general. This is a we only we only care about sheep in this podcast. Yeah, move back to where you came from. What the hell are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing intelligent. Uh, I feel way better getting all that snot out of my head. Day that. Oh. Uh, so I've just found out now that I'm going to get COVID from Drew, so I'm not coming back to work on Wednesday. You're going to get COVID <laughs> from me. I hope not. He's going to sneeze in our mouths after we're done here. Mm. It's going to be hot. It's going to be steamy. It's oh. going <laughs> to be phlegmy. No. Well, no, I have been a little bit crook over the last couple of days, but don't test. Negative. Two guys, one phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> Three guys, one rat. Oh, Yeah. Hello. Do the same rat test. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be no good. Yeah, the first two get to use their nose. The third guy has to use the throat swab. <laughs> uh, like, have you guys had it yet? Not, not, have, not I, yet. I haven't either, no. I am genuinely surprised that I haven't yet. At this point, I think I'm immune, so. I I semi-think that I probably have had, had it and just put it down to like a bad headache or like a scratchy throat, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's always been, I've been at home and it's like kind of past before, you know, I'd have to go back and do anything. So I don't know. I don't know if that's just me being irresponsible, but I was like, nah, I should be fucking right. Yeah, like like I've never, the times I've felt rough enough to get a test, it's all come back negative. So, so I've somehow avoided it and I don't know how. I mean, to be fair, if I was a sickness, I'd avoid me as well. You know? We're not down with the sickness on this pod. Nah. No, well, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Just a, just a teensy little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This is. The, I'm enjoying just uh, actually having us in person for once. Oh. It was a very nice change to being on Zoom. It's bit, uh, Or restream. Just having a chat and unpacking has been good too. Yeah. I feel like these past few weeks, it's been really good. Hmm. Yeah, like our, our last conversation, we are just like talking about a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, it just went all over, didn't it? Sorry, listeners. Um, just that that ooh was me gently trying to open a furphy with the minimum amount of fizz possible. Possible. Poffable. <laughs> Poffable. Uh, Decent name for a band. Poffable. Poffably. <laughs> Poffably. 
coming coming up next with their with their <laughs> hit single, um, mispronounced. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> on KRS Radio, BB1Y, live. Live, 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 live. So, how's basketball going this year? Uh, it's going. It's going? It's are you, going. Are you playing at all? or you uh, just- I am still playing. We have not won yet. Oh, Coach manager Dan? Literally. Mm-hmm. Coach manager president do everything. He's <laughs> the president. I, thought, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I imagine you just be like a dictator of a small European country. Uh, I just love how he just got handballed the role of president at this club. He's like, fuck's sake. I just wanted to come back and just like have a bit of a run around, have a little bit of fun. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll do this. Like help pat out my resume. Next second, I'm just stumbling through trying to run everything. It's like, okay. (laughs) Fucking neck minute. There I am, buddy. Bodyguards posted his door. Yeah. Thwarting assassination attempts constantly, mm. but so but you're having fun though. That's the main thing. Uh, when you're on the court, when I'm on the court, I am just just all the admin stuff is just not for me. Why don't you just promise to pay someone and not pay them to do it? You provide a convincing argument. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of people that do it. Uh, I'm gonna be stepping down relatively soon, just so I can try and. Actually enjoy the thing that I t- took back up as a thing to try you, and enjoy myself. You say myself. that. Are you going to be able to do it? You're going to. Feel- oh yes, and no, I'm going to be doing a lot. Uh, saying you're what I will guilty. be saying is, I'm stepping down. I'm not going to be doing shit. Someone else has to, because I got a career to try and build. Ask him to do it for exposure. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can pay you, but it will be in old cans and bottles. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan's just like I can expose you. <laughs> Or I can expose myself to you. Yeah. Either uh, or. It's either, either, way, either way, it probably end with me in prison. So <laughs> we'll baby out. All right. Oh, that's, the, that's, <laughs> that's the plan then. Yeah. <laughs> so how's, how's soccer been going? Horribly. I don't think we've won a game since I started playing. <laughs> but does it feel close at all? Because B grade, we're going pretty well. Like, well yeah. So, well, as well as I think we're still we top three. Yeah, okay. To be fair. Or maybe top four. I'm not sure. Um, How many teams are there? Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to win every single game from here on out, I believe, to be in the finals. Oh. So no pressure. No pressure at all. No pressure whatsoever. So this is the start of their magical championship run. That's yeah. right. I think, like, everything is so close, but we're just so shit at kicking goals. You know, like... <laughs> We have a good team. We've got good build-up. But when it comes to shooting, we're just like a fucking... Oh, man. We couldn't punch our way out of a wet paper bag. When, when, it, <laughs> when it comes to shooting, they go from regular soccer to Mario Strikers soccer where no one know, has any clue what's going on. When it comes to shooting, we're like freaking Ray Charles, man. We've got the, <laughs> the dark shades on and we're just... <laughs> shooting out everywhere. So what's the strategy going forward? So... Obviously, the coach will be implementing some uh, some shooting practice, getting uh, the forwards focused on their job, their role. Probably. Bringing in Tommy McRobert, putting them at the forward. Mate, I don't train. I haven't trained. I think I've been to maybe one or two trainings, and that's about it. You've got to come from a fair way away, though, don't you? Yeah, it's about 60K, which, you know, mm. twice a week, it, it adds up. Especially when the price of petrol is two dollars twenty five a litre. Diesel ain't be cheap, right? Yeah, now. I, I filled up. I, I didn't fill up. I put one hundred and thirty dollars in, and it got me like three quarters of a tank. Oh, 
That hurts me. <laughs> oh, man. Hurts me even more than the price of iceberg lettuce. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like five bucks. It's like ten bucks. It was ten. It's ten. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> that is ridiculous. But anyway, from de- de- sorry for derailing your anecdote. No, no, no. <laughs> no derailment at all. <laughs> I actually wanted to chime in. This is like sixteen fifty for a pun of strawberries as well. But yeah, it's, it's, a sh- it's a shit amount of petrol to waste on training, especially when we don't win. It's like, mm. I can't justify that. We've got a few dubs on the board, then fucking maybe. I'll come down and I'll train. Yeah, you don't have to train. You've, you've got your position pretty locked in. Mm. No one's going to be stealing it off you, even if you don't rock up. Apparently. That's what they keep <laughs> saying. But, I mean, I just I just float around. I do what I do. I'm not a great player. I'm like a, I'm an average player. But I, I feel like I have a good game when I play for Middleton. I feel like you're a pretty good player. Thanks, man. I feel like you're a good player. Well, thanks, man. When are we going to see you down at the club next? Oh, probably won't. Yeah. I say, okay. I say after the last episode, yeah. you, you doze me in. Oh, I reckon we'll get Drew down on the pitch uh, soon or whatever you said. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I don't know if you will. But. There was a few reacts, but I was like, yeah, they don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, one of the main things is, um, well, when I went down there and watched the game, there was the, the game itself. But in all honesty... Like the coach, her wife is the one who ran over my dog, and then they, oh. and then now they've got their own Jack Russell puppy, which yep. they carry around everywhere. Yeah, so I can't, I can't watch that. No, that's a hundred percent. My dad had a run in with the coach as well many, many years ago. Something was said about my sister in the change rooms, and he tried to drag him out and built piss out of him. Oh, jeez. Yep. <laughs> so like, I'm not his biggest fan either, but I get along with him. I'm civil because I like the sport and I love the club, mm. but. I can hundred percent empathise with where you were at. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 stings. Mm. Now I know that I'm like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to burn the club to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not quite the club's fault. Nah, not at all. But you know, or anyone's fault. It's just it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. Especially since he lives at the end, end of our street and he walks it up past our house. It's like fuck. Yeah, mm. that a bit, ain't cool. Bit grim. Bit grim. Yeah. Let's start our own club with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, right. In fact, forget the club anyway. <laughs> this can be the club here. Yeah, let's do it. We can, uh, competitive podcasting. What does that mean? <laughs> how, how do you be a competitive podcaster? Uh, podcasts uploaded per week. Oh, that's a good start, Dan. <laughs> Don't be fucking crazy, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got me there. Um, competitive podcasting. Um, word said per podcast. Is it the quality of the the words said, or is it just pure words? Can you just sit there for two hours, just uh, you know, saying the 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 the? Mm. the? All right, we're just going to name it the podcast. <laughs> uh, we're just going to read the dictionary. Um, Ardvark. Okay. Don't have a dictionary here. So. Zebra. Um, how about the amount of memeable moments captured? Okay. I mean, I'm just a walking meme, so yeah. Are you? <laughs> Are you a walking meme? No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever memed Dan, but I don't take photos you, you, of him you, to make a you, meme. You you have tried. You have. I, re- I remember one summer. I tried. Ash. I tried and failed. <laughs> yeah. We do. We we do meme Ash, who's currently in the line for Berg, Berg, to be turned away from the Bergain in in Berlin. I'm I'm a hundred percent jealous of Ash. I am a hundred percent jealous of Ash. Yeah, I wish I had his hair. <laughs> I wish I had his holiday. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm just yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be awesome to do what he's doing. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with my life and how it's panned out, but fuck, that would be great to do. Mm. 100%. So, yeah, Dan, you know. I still have plans. Yeah. Why are you still single and all that shit? Go for a fucking trip. Love across. If, if only they were cheap. <laughs> sow your wild oats. I will sow my wild oats <laughs> far and wide. Where, where, where's next up? You, um, your travel plans. I would like to do South America from um, Colombia down through the East Coast, through the Andes, through into Patagonia. Just don't smuggle, smuggle any white powder in your butt. You'll be fine. Shit, that's how I was going to pay for he it. He couldn't anyway. He would be that gassy. He'd be spreading it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just shooting it at the flight attendants. <laughs> hey, hey um, Bill, Bill, the other AFP officer, um, should we look at this guy who's like fighting a cloud of white dust everywhere? Dave, I don't know what to say, but Candace has been up and down that aisle 16 times. <laughs> just whiffing this man's farts. Now she just, punching she, the wall. Just, she just walks past and she gets an extra step, like just pepping her step. Just like, woo. Huffing your poop juice. <laughs> Dan in a gland. <laughs> oh, man. And, and I would also quite like to go to, to Japan. Oh, oh, yeah, I'd love to go to Japan. I highly rate it. I've been a couple of times and holy shit. Everyone who I know has been has said the same sort of thing. It's just like uncomparable to anywhere else I've ever been. It's it's safe. Everyone's friendly. Everywhere you go, like if you're playing ahead a little bit, it's exactly what you expect it to be. Like, was if you don't plan ahead? <laughs> you could end up with the lady boys in, you know. Uh, that was the plan though, so. Well, Ikebukuro? Is that something like that? Ikebukuro. I don't know. I don't know how people pronounce it, but... Put that down on my destination list. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, but no, it's a, it's a wicked place. It's unreal. Yeah, I can't. I, I want to go there. Like, we, we did Tokyo and we did Osaka, and I would recommend them both. I'm bummed we didn't get out and do more of the like, historical stuff, like... Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but I don't know if I'd want to at the same time. Like, it'd bring me down a lot to know that mm. Australians kind of had a hand in the kind of dark history of a place that I really value. Mm. But, you know, Tokyo was sick, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and plus the food would be absolutely incredible. It was insane. Do you guys like seafood? Because I don't. So. I don't particularly like seafood, but I've been on a real, like, Japanese food kick recently, like, like just ramen and just in general. Oh, there's some ramen places over there that are mind blowing. On top of like Japanese Japanese curry and like karage chicken. Oh, I would like to try it. I, I haven't tried that much to be honest. I don't mind seafood, but I'm not like a lover. Like I don't do oysters. I don't do this, that, and the other. But oysters? Did you mean ocean snot? Oh man. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not an oyster man. No. So many chefs have tried to be like, no, 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 you're just not doing it right. I'm like, I, I mean, I put it in my mouth and I swallow it. How can I get that wrong? <laughs> yeah, it's still alive. It didn't poison you, or that's right. But no, nah, it's, it's just not for me. Good, good on everyone for doing it, and it's a good money spinner. But not for me. Not for me. Not for me either. This is a seafood seafood free zone. We <laughs> seafood and we leave it alone. They've got a lot of beef over there. It's pretty wild. Like they do a lot of wagyu and stuff over there. So uh, like, to, to try oh, a piece of like just a, an A five A five Kobe steak. Oh, it's on the bucket list. Get in my belly. How much does one of them cost? A, a lot. Chunk. A kidney 
or or, a, or my liver or a kidney stone. Oh my! You might as well just eat that for free. <laughs> <laughs> just get it taken out and cook her out. Yeah, then yeah. Why not? Then it'll go back and or just re, re rebuild itself, reattach. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of meat. Maybe it's time to move on to the meat and potatoes of this oh, podcast. Fuck, we're here again. <laughs> oh, all right, Dan. <laughs> I, I guess I guess we can. Let's try and crack some furfies, boys. Try and crack some furfies over a steak and chips. Oh, 43 minutes in, too. Fuck, not steak and chips again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, what you got, Dan? All right. <laughs> I love how he starts every single one. All right. <laughs> He's just getting pumped. He's just pumping himself up. He's got the, the steroids That's in the right. veins. He's ready to go. <laughs> Spanish driver who ate hash cakes claims diplomatic immunity from non-existent state. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good being able to be like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> French city of Toulon that offer homeless people free train tickets on the condition they agree not to return to Toulon. Oh, shit. <laughs> Get out and stay out, you bloody mongrel. <laughs> exactly what it is, though. And passenger with no flying experience lands plane after pilot incapacitated. Oh. I can see that happening. I can too. A lot of people have played flight, flight simulator these yeah, days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is there a doctor on the plane or someone who has played Microsoft Flight Simulator? <laughs> yeah, a doctor would be great at landing the plane. <laughs> now, if we just connect the B5 to the C7, you might die. But uh, okay, what are you feeling from headlines? Headlines only. <laughs> the idea of just like, all right, um, free trip out and fucking stay out—that's <laughs> hilarious. It's a bit rough. If that isn't the most Australian thing ever, like go back to where you came from. So no, we're born here. We just can't afford to fucking buy a house. <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> like, we don't care. Buy a house somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Or rent. Yeah. Or. A better quality box. <laughs> How good a box do you need to be that classified as a house? It's a good call. Uh, a box that probably has more structural integrity than cardboard. One of those blue-coloured extra durability Bunnings boxes. I've moved a lot, so I know. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just a big brick box. <laughs> a meat brick, if you will. A meat brick. A yeah, meat, just a meat brick. That's what you That need. house would stink after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Made of meat bricks. Leave it out in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> just drippings of flies and maggots all over your bed. I'm oh. sus on story number one. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, story number one again, Ned. Spanish driver who ate hash cakes. Hash, Spanish driver who ate hash cakes Possibly. claims diplomatic immunity from non-existent state. A Spanish man who had eaten hash cakes before he was pulled over by police for driving erratically has been f- fined 2,001 euros after failing to convince officers he had immunity because he was a diplomat for an individual and mobile republic. Earlier this month, Guardia civil officers in the northern Spanish region of La Rajoa ordered the 28-year-old man to pull over after noticing the Volkswagen Golf was zigzagging across the road and that he was on his mobile phone. Once the vehicle had been intercepted, the officers asked the driver for his identity documents, to which he responded by showing a driver's license and ID card from the Republica Arante Manda Laranta, the wandering republic of yours truly, the force said in a statement. 
Although the Republic bills itself online as an individual and mobile sovereignty, recognised by other states capable of acting with complete independence and strict compliance with international law, the officers were not impressed by his documents or his claims of diplomatic immunity. The driver ignored repeated requests to show credible information and began to show the officers a lack of respect. The statement continued. He claimed to have immunity on the grounds that he was a member of a, so- of a sovereign diplomatic service of the aforementioned Republic. After being subjected to a drug test, the man tested positive for THC, the, the main psychoactive compound found in cannabis. And he told the officers it was due to the marijuana metal lines he had eaten. Further checks revealed that the car's ITV, the Spanish equivalent of registration, had expired. The driver had nine points docked from his license and was fined 601 euros for disobeying the police and for providing false or inaccurate information, 1,000 euros for drug driving, 2,000 euros for driving while on the phone, and another 2,000 euros for failing to have a valid registration. His car was also impounded. Right. That's a lot of euros. Like, I know euros are worth more than Aussie dollar. Is that right? It is. I think it's roughly double. Roughly double. Mm. Holy shit, that's a lot. That's that's like, sorry, um, Mr. Monopoly man, but I declare bankruptcy. No one can <laughs> fucking claim rent off my property. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right, story number two. The southern French city of Toulon has come up with a unique solution to the homeless homelessness problem in the area by making it someone else's problem. <laughs> The commune of Toulon has offered beggars in their city one-way train tickets to a location of their choosing, on the condition that A, it is not in the province Alps Côte d'Azur region, and B, they agree not to return to the region. (laughs) Those who take up the tickets, then return to Toulon, will be fined €1,500 or placed into detention for two months. Toulon, located on the Mediterranean coast in the French Riviera, is a major hub of the French military and a significant port city for the country. Due to its location and industries, it has been a favoured location for the homeless population of France, who have made their ways to Toulon for the good weather and ease of transportation in and out of the city. Opponents of the offering have called it inhumane and disgusting. To think that this is the best way that the commune of Toulon has to help people at their lowest point is <coughs> oops, sorry, oh. absolutely despicable. <laughs> said local advocate Pierre Clément. The commune should be investing in programs to help these people get back on their feet, not throwing them out with yesterday's garbage. The mayor of Toulon, Hubert Falco, claims that through this move, they hope to provide an incentive for the local homeless to improve their living situations. We believe that through this offer to the rough living residents of our beautiful city, we can help these people pick themselves up dust themselves off and get them to say that the way they had been living is no way to live, said Mr. Falco. We hope that they take this offer, clean themselves up and contribute to their new cities. It will be uncomfortable for many, but positive change may not always be comfortable. True. (laughs) Many (laughs) Many have criticized the mayor for the move, saying they are completely ignorant of the plight of homeless people and that is a thinly veiled attack on the lower classes of French society. Mr. Falco should be ashamed of himself. He has clearly lived a life of luxury and is ignorant to his people. He doesn't want to help these people, he just wants to make his city appear all shiny, said René Fournier, 
from the French charity M House International. These people have lived harsh lives, plagued by misfortune and mental illness. If you really wanted to help them, sending them on the first train to Turin is not the way. He says that, but until he gets Falco punched by that guy, he's <laughs> really never going to know. No, um, I don't know. Surely, surely it can't be real. You can't do that. That's a bit rough. Yeah, there's there's some alarm bells ringing there. I'm not going to lie. All right, and story number three. A passenger without any flying experience safely landed a plane at, Flo- at a Florida airport after the pilot became incapacitated. The Federal Aviation Administration was investigating the incident, which happened on Tuesday afternoon. It was believed the pilot may have suffered a medical emergency. In a statement, the FAA said two passengers were on board the single-engine Cessna when the pilot had a possible medical issue. One passenger steered the private plane smoothly into Palm Beach Beach International Airport. According to liveatc.net audio, the passenger told air traffic control, I've got a serious situation here. My pilot has gone incoherent and I have no idea how to fly the plane. Asked what the situation was with the pilot, the passenger said, he's incoherent, he's out. The air traffic control asked the passenger what his position was. He replied, I have no idea. I just see the coast of Florida in front of me and I've got no idea. (laughs) Try to follow the coast either north or south down, the controller said, we're trying to find you. After four minutes, the passenger asked, have you guys found me? I can't even get the nav screen to turn on. It has all the information I need. You guys have any ideas on that? Air traffic control located the plane, which is just off Boca Raton. The air traffic controller proceeded to guide the passengers through the descent, saying, try to hold the wings level and see if you can start descending for me. Push forward on the controllers and descend at a very slow rate. In video obtained by CNN, the plane can be seen landing slowly and smoothly. In a separate recording... Another air traffic controller can be heard telling the pilots, you just witnessed a couple of passengers land that plane. Did you just say passengers landed the plane? A pilot asked. Oh, my God, that's magnificent. All right. All right. I don't know. Do you... Alarm bells ringing for two and three. One, very believable, but some still sketchy. I mean, how would a passenger know what the nav screen is? That's... The main bugbear I've got, story number three. How are they going to step into a cockpit and not go, holy shit, that's a lot of buttons. But that right there, that is the nav screen. So how about I have a quick chat with old matey over there at the tower. Who tell me how to land it. Mm. I wouldn't know how to operate any of that. And I have a worried smile on Dan's face. Dan's looking at me. Um, I reckon I'm going to go story number two because I am... Um it's a bit mean, really. Like you know, it seems like a lot of uh, countries and cities have that you know, problem. With you know, you know, for example, like San Francisco, everyone's pooing everywhere and yep. doing a mess. But you can't just kick them out. You got to try and help them. Yeah, that's right. And just uh, yeeting them off somewhere else isn't going to really gonna <laughs> just, s- just gonna, yeeting them off. Yeah, isn't going to solve it that that well. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm going to pick num- story number three. All right, I'll go to story number two, Dan. Congratulations, Drew. Oh! I thought it was funny. Luck, luckily, the city of Toulon is not that heartless. Thank God. There was two stories with Euros in a row, and I was like, hang on. 
Hang on, these Europeans, they're always up to something cheeky, aren't they? And the fact that cheeky old Dan, he's so well pronounced with some of the names he comes up with. And then, then I butchered that that pronunciation in the Spanish one. That, that, <laughs> that name rolled off his tongue so smoothly, like he knew what he was doing. Pierre Clement. He's just too good. Drew, I think you pick up on it because you've been doing this for... Yeah, no, I don't know if I do. I, I just picked up on that story just because that's a bit rough. Surely, surely they can't do that. That's fair. It's probably illegal or Unfor- some shit, surely. Unfortunately, though, I did get inspiration from... Rumours of a city planning to do it. So, thanks, man, Gambia. (laughs) (laughs) So, unfortunately, there is a city that is that heartless. But it is not the southern French city of Toulon. What country is planning on doing it? I think it was Basel, Switzerland. Oh, right. Oh, wow. The Swiss, they're like, oh, would you like a chocolate? I can't see him kicking people out. As long as you have a house, otherwise. Would you you, you like a chocolate in Belgium, but not here? (laughs) (laughs) I hear Belgium has good chocolate gall. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Tom, what about you, my friend? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know uh, about you, but me and Drew were a little bit pressed for time with our first, so we're just going to do headlines. We'll we'll plan Mario Strikers. We'll have very busy boards. Story number one, Mario Strikers is a good game. (laughs) Story number two, Mario Strikers is a shit game. You be the judge. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's uh, it's up for interpretation. That's right. Conrad okay. wasn't very happy with it when we were playing. No, he was not a fan. Negative fan. All right. Story number one. OnlyFans models run Dairy Farm in new reality series. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'd watch that. Hilarious, ongoing, oh, gross. hilarious <laughs> online game called... Scotty goes to Centrelink, drops following ele- election loss. <laughs> and study says parrots can have calming effects on children. All right. All right. Well, I'm just going to come straight out and say number two sounds very plausible and I want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And what's story number one again? Uh, that was OnlyFans <coughs> models run... Dairy Farm on new reality TV show. Yeah. Wonder what wonder what model it is. Wonder if they're attractive. <laughs> wonder what they're doing to the dairy. Farm. Well, is it multiple? Well, uh, if the story turns out to be true, um, you can search that on private mode, so it's not in your search history. I mean, Bor- I think Boris will be great <laughs> in the dairy farm. He'll nail it. <laughs> well, Boris is going to need a new job sh- shortly, so that's right. All right, I'm going to go story number one, Tom. Number one. I just, I'm going to say story number three. Right. Uh, go, to, to go different to you. And also, parrots are loud, screeching animals. I, that's not the most calming thing. Oh, they're, they're cute, though. And they talk yeah, back to you. But, and but, yeah. but a galar is a form of parrot. And I wouldn't say a galar is the most calming animal I've ever met. Oh, neither would Alf Stewart. <laughs> Stone the flaming galars. <laughs> You're flaming galar. <laughs> He's um, a nice man. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Alf is a man. Well, bloody yes what? Dan's bloody cracked the furphy. Oh, dear. I knew, not to tr- I knew not to trust those bloody parrots. Oh, <laughs> no. Screeching at the crack of dawn. We were, we were standing in Drew's living room earlier on and he was making uh, some kind of sounds to Lucas to calm him down. I was like, there's a story in that. <laughs> 
Man, man calms down baby by making baby noises. <laughs> when we're goo goos. Oh, I feel so much better, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just what I needed. Three month, three month infant sounds like fully grown man. <laughs> Or, or dad, I, it's a bit hot in this kiln. <laughs> so, peekaboo, peekaboo. Oh, yeah, I'll see you, dad. It's like Stewie from Family Guy. Bloody, there you are. <laughs> oh, fuck, I thought I lost you. <laughs> oh, fuck, where's my dad gone? <laughs> Baby sounds like 18th century gentleman. <laughs> Hello, dad. <laughs> He's a dandy. Hello, father. I'm hungry and I seem to have shat myself. No, you're not my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I've been I've been rumbled. No son of mine would poo themselves. <laughs> you're an embarrassment. Clean yourself up and move out. Scrape off that bottom. Time time to start paying rent, Lucas. Ooh, <laughs> he's got no money, man. Or well, how's he going to pay that rent? Only fans. Yeah, well, it's the end thing, so <laughs> you've got to move the times. <laughs> Boy's got to eat. I'll tell you what, if I made a Lucas OnlyFans, and obviously it's just a, it's a very uh, G-rated OnlyFans, mm. um, but anyone who signs up to that, I'm, up. I'm bringing the police. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. very fair. Yeah. Like, uh, you guys, you guys uh, vent a bit more. I need to go and blow my nose again. Yeah, that's fine. I'm dying. I find it funny how people make Instagram uh, things for their dogs. And I say that because my partner made one for our dog. Um, so I went on a date with a girl once who not only made an Instagram for her dog, but managed to get all her dog's food for free because she got offers from companies to like get yeah. her to promote their, their, their dog food or whatever their... That's fucked. That's great. And she didn't even have that many followers. It was like a thousand or something, which... It's still a lot more than I have, but on the grand scheme of Instagram, that's pretty fucking good. Maybe, maybe we were just born the wrong gender. Maybe, maybe. Like I get, we have it a lot easier than. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, as both the straight white ma- males, we we're pretty much in the box seat for life. Speak for yourself, mate. I'm gender fluid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if we try to make an OnlyFans, it doesn't not go well for us. Nah. I don't think I'm, I'm. I don't think I'm cashing any checks from only fans. Let's be real. <gasps> love you too. <laughs> I just, just love the the audio listener. Just then, just like, oh, I don't think I'll make any money from only fans. And then, oh, I love, oh, I love you too, dear listener. I would pay you, uh, no, a dollar, or a nice uh, picture of a thigh picture. Oh, mate, oh, that hot thigh, mate. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. My perfectly toned and tanned calf muscles, mate. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that smells good. That smells very good. No, I think it's... All I say is just fucking beyond A plus for Chantel. You know what? Fuck it. We're ending this podcast early. Time for us to go and eat. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. Fuck your stories. <laughs> nah, my stories aren't that good anyway, boys. But let's get into them. Then we'll wrap the shit up, eh, boys? Oh, wrap it up with a bow. Wrap it up. Okay, so story number one is a salt and sugar tax for England to be ruled out. Mm. Toodle pip. Story number two. New Zealand unveils plan to slap a tax on cow and sheep burps to cut greenhouse gas methane. Hmm. Hmm. Story number three. 
Australian alcohol tax to go down by 3%. Fuck, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it, boys? All right. What are you, how are you feeling, Dan? How are you feeling here, Dan? Oh. Way in. I'm feeling as much as unbelievable as story number three is. I'm going to say it's true as it's a welcome relief with the price of everything at the moment. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, we're going to go back got, to we, the. We've got to drink Ebenezer, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford our strawberries and our lettuce, so just give us a beer instead. Yeah, no, it's got the carbs in it. Yeah. Um, story number one sounds like it's very plausible. I can see them trying to put a sugar and salt tax and things to try and make things healthier. Yeah. Story number two. No, so that... No, there, cr- there is no... They're, they're removing tax from salt and sugar. Yeah, but oh, they're removing it's, tax. It's to, be, it's to be ruled out. Yeah. Hmm. In, in, in England... Very disappointing, England. The naked chef's going to be cracking the oh. shits. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Oliver's going to be fuming. He's trying to get them all healthy school lunches for how long and they go and pull this shit. Didn't you see that special I did on chickens? <laughs> Didn't you see those specials I made and that tasteless food that I made? That was very... Uh, it was in your face, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was highlighting. It was, ever since then, it's been like, all right, I'll buy some fucking eggs from some free-range yeah. chickens, all right? That's right. <laughs> I, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to go with story number two. Number two. So the New Zealand. The, How the, do you tax a burp specifically? Fucked fine. Eh? <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's got talking? a lot of merit to it. Like apparently cattle is the main producer of methane, which, you know, and I, I, in my mental state, I think New Zealand would be very up with it with the, uh, what do you call it? Like carbon uh, offset. There you go. Glad we've got someone with a brain here. <laughs> no, um, not me. Ba- barely. Fucking not me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that Jacinda Arden would be like, "Yep, no, nah, we're gonna we're gonna fucking do what we can." I know farming is like one of the things we do mainly here in New Zealand, but uh, fuck everyone's livelihood, and we're gonna stick to the plan. Mm. I reckon that's something you should do. I just can't see alcohol lessening tax in Australia. If anything, more because <laughs> it it would have to be getting boosted because everything else is getting boosted. No one stops drinking. We all got to deal with their problem somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with story number three. Number three. Well, uh, well, uh, who cracked it? Oh, oh Tom did. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know this uh, this this cow one. Sounds a bit ridiculous. Let's, let's read through it. Let's actually... Um, I just want to know how they plan to tax a burp. I just want to see New Zealand slap a cow. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I saw this story earlier in the week. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I haven't read it. I'll read it on Crack and Furphy, see what it's about, and we'll discuss it here. So New Zealand unveils plan to slap a tax on cow and sheep burps <laughs> to cut greenhouse gas and methane. So uh, New Zealand has unveiled plans to tax burps from cows and sheep in a bid to tackle the, the country's biggest source of greenhouse gases. The proposal would make the country the first to change, uh, charge farmers for the gases belched out by their livestock. New Zealand is home to just 5 million people, but around 10 million cattle and 25 million sheep. Although nearly half of, of its total greenhouse gases emissions come from farming, mainly in the form of methane. Agricultural uh, admissions have previously been admitted from the country's admissions trading scheme during criticism of the government's efforts to slow global heating. 
Global heating. I haven't heard that put that way before. Global warming, usually. Global yeah. heating. Yeah, or climate change more specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's just stood out to me. It's a bit strange, but uh, Sky News. Ah, yeah. uh, well, think. there you go. Yeah, uh, Methane uh, has... Discount the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> ...has more than 80 times the warming power of carbon dioxide during its first 20 years in the atmosphere. So cutting down is a powerful way to slow warming in the short term. More than 85% of New Zealand's total methane emissions come from two agricultural sources, the animal stomachs and uh, animal manure, with the former accounting for 97% of that total. Uh, in cows, most of uh, 95% is methane is uh, exhaled, while 5% is emitted via uh, the feces. Um, under the draft plan drawn up by the government and farming representatives, farmers will have to pay for their gas emissions from uh, 2025. Quote, there is no questions that we need to cut the amount of methane we are putting into the atmosphere and uh, effective emissions pricing system for agriculture will play the key part in how we achieve that. Um, is a quote from the Climate Change Minister, James Saw. The proposal includes incentives for farmers who reduce their emissions through feed incentives while on-farm forestry can be used to offset emissions. Revenue from the scheme will be invested in research, development and adversary services for farmers. Uh, our recommendations ensure sustainable food and fibre production for future generations while playing a fair part in meeting the country's climate con uh, conditions. The proposal will potentially be the biggest uh, regulatory uh, disruption to farming since the removal of agriculture uh, subsidiaries in the 1980s. So, yeah, it doesn't actually like say how they're going to tax it. Tax it? Like, yeah. Is it just per head? Like, you know, you're paying a certain amount per so, head? Yeah. It's probably I mean, that's probably the simplest way to do it and just be like, each cow makes five kilograms of methane or something. They're just yeah. going to hire one person to sit out in every paddock and count the farts. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that person gets paid from the tax. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like it's all, it's all well and good to try and cut some of this stuff down. But when it comes to what's the end goal here? So the farmer's been taxed for ha having, having animals and that's just going to put the, put up well, the price of meat. That's right. I, I think this is, it's it, going to be insane. Yeah, and then trying to make farmers go, oh, maybe I should get into crops rather than livestock. Yeah, but the thing is, like, crops, like, where do you Not think... as profitable. Well, it's not that. It's like, obviously, there's all the transport. Where do you think fertiliser comes from? That's right. It's made by fossil fuels. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's just... It's going to be such a change. I don't think they've really... It's not that they haven't thought things through. Like, I, obviously, they've gone, okay, this is the quickest way to cut down on climate change, but... I don't know. When you go to the supermarket at the moment and you go and you buy like a single steak or two packs of steaks that have been prepackaged, you're looking at for, you know, maybe two scotch fillets are like 20 something bucks. Yeah. I think that's pretty standard. Yeah. Once this kicks in, New Zealand being a pretty big exporter of meat and obviously Australia, we, we do pretty well by ourselves, they're going to skyrocket. It's going to be like $35 for two steaks, which is astronomical, really. Like, I don't want to go out to the fucking supermarket and buy two th two steaks thirty five. Mm. I still have to cook the things, and it's only going to get worse. Like no one's going to want to go out and eat because mm. it sounds like the the end game is to put less gassy foods in your in your stock. Yeah, oh, like, it's kind of because um, it's it's not as straightforward as maybe like you know drive less, so you put out less emissions. It's yeah. like, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird sort of touchy subject where. 
they, they're mm. trying to point the blame on one thing where it should be everyone trying to reduce a little bit on everything. In my in my opinion, like if you can drive less and walk more, you know, maybe you don't buy as many steaks a week or, you know, you don't buy this or that and the other. But you, you you've got to try and reduce everything a little bit personally in or, your home. Or, or perhaps they're trying to set an example as one of the first places in the world to do it because if the US, for example, was to try and make a similar thing, it would make a gigantic impact because their factory farming industry is so massive compared to New Zealand being... 100%. Small potatoes. But I can't see them going, yeah, no, we'll be right without meat for a few days. Like, there are some diehard people. Like, obviously, they've got, like, a whole bunch of vegans and vegetarians, but then on the other end of the scale, they got people oh, that don't eat bi- vegetables. They yeah. only eat meat. Old Billy Bob in Memphis, Tennessee, being like, oh... Carol, where's my rack of ribs for breakfast? Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I can kind of see it because it is highlighting a part of climate change that isn't... That is a big big um, contributor that is not necessarily highlighted as much. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, they always say, like, the alternative is just, like, growing plants and that. But that takes... Like I said five seconds ago. Yeah, that's very... It's it's not the same. I mean, it's, it's maybe it's just weighing up the impact of bo- of growing twenty kilos of barley versus one cow, and the twenty kilos of barley overall having less. Mm. I don't know. It's just the world itself is in a shit spot. Oh yeah, we've been dealt shit cards, and honestly, I don't think there's like overall, I don't think there's enough people trying to make a positive change. No, nah. I certainly. I'm no fucking saint. I don't go, yeah, no, we won't get that because blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm just like, this is how it's always been. I want to go out and I, go, I want to get my meat and two veg this week, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. it's, all, it's also a thing that it's, the world's in a shit spot because it's nothing individuals can do to fix it. It's all a gigantic corporations that aren't going to fix it because there's no money in fixing it. Yeah, 100%. There's a, there's a lot more money to be made selling people the shit than there will be to slowing down and fixing problems. Yep. Here, how about we come up with a new invention to help you breathe the fucking hazardous environment rather than <laughs> fix it, you know? And they sell us that. Yeah. But those that can't afford it just fall over and die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Capitalism. A bleak fucking outlook on the world, but I think it's, you know, the true one, the one that's actually happening. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry to bring us down, boys. That was something. Uh, on a happier note, the city of Toulon is not kicking at homeless people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we learned this week. And French, the French aren't as mean as Dan uh, proposed them to be. It's yeah. the Swiss instead. Yeah. Fucking hell, Dan. <laughs> New Zealanders don't like stinky stanks. That's right. And parrots are the worst. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I had a, I had a, like a little bit written down for that, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, like the quiet native <laughs> chatter in the Amazon rainforest is likened to the white noise inside of a mother's womb. <laughs> <laughs> it is not like an individual parrot screaming at them, <laughs> like subtle, Polly, what a cracker, and then subtle the- background <laughs> noise. Just Polly, what a cracker, and then the babies just starts bawling. It wasn't well enough thought out to write, uh, read out, so mm. uh, it is what it is. I'm happy with headlines. That's when was when we just play games instead of uh, organising. Never, <laughs> which is most uh, weeks. Yeah, sorry guys. Ah. 
No apologies needed. It's been great to see your faces. Yeah, no, it's been great to record in person. Come down in person. Worth worth the trip. I'm sorry I've been a little bit sniffly and all that. How dare you? Stop stop apologising, you beautiful person. I just sneeze in his mouth directly. Gooigi, that you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Brings to the end of the show, guys. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) You talked to us all then. Uh, both. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week, boys. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Freestyle. <laughs> Boys, boys, we're actually live. Oh, gentlemen. Oh, hello, viewers. Get out of the kiln. <laughs> Get out of the kiln. <laughs> Someone's just in there with their AirPods melting in their ear. Oh, fuck. Ooh, I'm going to get out of the kiln. Bloody hell, it's a bit hot. Oh, here. it's a bit hot in this kiln of mine. It's very hot in this kiln. Actually, speaking of which, we better do a sound test. Uh, I'll talk, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Tom, you talk. Blah, 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 blah. Get out of the kiln, blah, 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 blah.